0: hallelujah hallelujah come on somebody lift up your voice for just a moment all the hell might have been coming against you but i want you to know that god is victorious he reigns in victory hallelujah he's a way maker he's a provider he's a healer lift up your voice hallelujah hallelujah. let's give the lord a hand clap of praise in jesus name somebody give god a shout hallelujah amen praise god praise god amen it's so good to be in the house of the lord here today amen if you have your bibles we're going to be turning open to the book of daniel chapter 3 and uh as we're getting ready to dismiss our sunday schools i want to say amen it's it's good to have kelly and aaron back in the house of god with us here today And also good to have a cookie. Amen. It's a pleasure to have you back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students in Jesus' name. This is a friend of the Bobo's, and it's good to have her in the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All those kiddos going off to Sunday school. Amen. Daniel chapter 3 and verse number 12. Amen. The Bible says this, There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made, it'll be well. But if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, We are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. I love this right here. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, Nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Hallelujah, I like that right there. If not, we still will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace won seven times more than it want to be heated, And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats and their hosen and their hats and their other garments and were cast in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace was exceeding hot. The flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, or astonished and he rose up in haste and spake unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said, King, true, O king. And he he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth man is like unto the Son of God. Skipping down to verse 27, just a couple more verses here today. And the princes and governors and captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was there any hair of their heads singed, neither were their coats changed, nor was there the smell of fire or smoke that had passed on them. Skipping down to verse number 30. I like this right here. Then the king promoted... I thought they were about to go into the fire for their convictions. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Who's ready for a promotion here today? (laughs) I said, who's ready for God to bring about a promotion in your life? Would you lift up your hands? Come on, somebody magnify him. In the name of Jesus, we glorify you, Lord. I pray. That, God, this word would bless us here today. And, God, that it would set a fire inside of us that is greater than the fire around us. And, God, I pray that it would be a blessing to your church and to your kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd like to preach on this subject we will not bow. Turn to your neighbor and look at him in the eye and say, We will not bow. Hallelujah. God bless you. you. may be seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Our text here today is found in one of the minor prophets, the book of Daniel. Now, minor prophet doesn't mean he was less of a prophet. It just means he's a shorter writer. Hallelujah. But it is here that Daniel is in exile. And in this exile, they were led away captive into Babylon. You will find that the prophets go from what we call pre-exilic, so before exile. They are in exile, and then there are post-exilic, those after the exile. And Daniel got the uh, unfortunate blessing of being right in the middle Of the exile. But it doesn't matter what time that Daniel uh, would have been born in, he was born at the right time. It was a time for God to use him in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation. This is not in my notes, but I might as well tell it to the church here today that we were born for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Let me just put it plain. We were born for a generation just like this one. Some would say it's difficult. It's hard. I want to help you out here today. Greater is he that is in you and I than he that is in the world. I wish I had some help here this afternoon. Hallelujah! You didn't. You don't. You didn't need to show up 30 years ago and previous generations, but God has brought you into His kingdom at the right time, at the right moment, because God's got a plan to use you in the midst. Hallelujah! God had Daniel in the middle of the exile, and it was for an intentional purpose. But the reason that they were in Captivity in Babylon in the first place is because after warning, after warning, after warning from God's prophets and God's men to get rid of idols, to tear down the high places, to get rid of other gods, Israel kept going back to God after God, idol after idol, and other thing after other thing. They, for some reason, could not turn themselves over to God and stay with the one true living God but they always had to have God and something else on the side. Can I help you here today that God doesn't want to have anything else on the side for it was he that said there is no other God beside me. Hallelujah. God saw that they were not giving up their idols and so God sent them to the very place that was the origin of idolatry babylon babylon outside of this context is best known for genesis chapter 11 the tower of babel it is right after the flood after man has come through the worst just the worst thing the worst storm that the earth had ever seen up until that point and if i could put it this way the worst storm that has ever been on the face of the earth ever and they decided instead of scattering And doing what god said to fill the earth that they would gather together inside of babylon and they would build a city and they would build a tower and it was there in that valley that they began to build amen a tower of bricks and slime for mortar and they begin to build this tower but it wasn't just to have a, a little higher vantage point but this tower the bible lets us know was a tower that was to be built up into the heavens, into God's dwelling place. In other words, they just came out of the flood, and God had got them out of the flood with an ark. It was a boat that was to carry those that would cross and pass through the one door, the one way to be saved. And here comes Babylon in its very infancy, in its cradle position. They decided we're going to find our own way to God without God. We're going to find our own way to heaven without the help and the hand of God. Can I tell you anything that we do without the help and the hand of God? It it ain't going to prosper. It's not going to work. And I preach to the church, we aren't doing this by might nor by power. But the Bible says it's by his spirit. Oh, hallelujah. We've got to do it by the help of God. By the, If we're going to have revival, it's not going to be by just our work. It's going to be by the help of God as well. Hallelujah. So it was there at Babylon babble they begin to build a tower we're going to make our own way to heaven don't listen to anybody that tells you i found a shortcut to heaven i got a shortcut where you don't need the blood of jesus i got the shortcut where you don't need a church you don't need a pastor noah had to have an ark amen you gotta have an ark amen noah's kids had to have noah it's not i throw it out there We'll build our tower, and that's where we're going to see God. We're going to reach heaven, and it was there that God confounded the language and said, I'm not going to let this kind of unity. What is that unity? The unity against God. Not all unity is good unity. It's good and pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity. But there's a world out there that would unify against God, and I'm going to tell you, it will not stand. and it, That tower won't make it to heaven. Anything that you and I would build, and let me just start and help some people with some theology here today. Anything that you and I would build that does not need God will not get you to heaven. Not only is heaven his throne and the earth his footstool, not only is it his habitation, But heaven is more than just a place. Heaven is an activity. It's a life with God, an eternity with God. It shocks me how many people want to go to heaven, but they don't want to know who God is. I'm going to tell you there is going to be no heaven for somebody that doesn't want God involved. Because it's not heaven if God doesn't show up. That's why I love coming to church because God inhabits the praises of his people, and I can feel him here. I don't have to wait till I get to heaven. I can lift up my voice and pray, I can lift up my shout in praise, and I can feel the power. Hallelujah! But it's there they build this tower a man by the name of Nimrod, he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. I don't have time to get into it here today, but Nimrod and uh, Semiramis, his mother. This is where the start of mother worship came in. And I'm not talking about uh, your mother. I'm talking about uh, the, the the the. There's a there's a whole church group out there that talks about God the Mother. That's that that goes all the way back to Babylon. Uh, there's other religions. Uh, you might you might have grown up in a Catholic church and they worship Mary. They say, well, we don't worship, we just pray to her. You won't find that one place in your Bible. But you want to know where that comes from? That comes from Babylon. It's there at Babylon that they invented astrology and astronomy. For those that would say, well, I got my personality from uh, this this set of stars. The constellation tells me if I'm going to have a good day or a bad day. I want to help you out here today. There's no star that's going to help you have a good day or a bad day. So stop reposting it on Facebook. Nobody cares what your sign is. I want to know if you've been baptized in Jesus' name and received... I want to know if these signs follow them that believe in his name. all that junk you read about in your newspaper you click on and take a dumb little test on your facebook all that started back at babylon it was people that were trying to they were trying to divine they were trying to figure out the heavens they were trying to amen they weren't just looking uh they they weren't just looking into the stars but they were doing what a lot of scientists are doing now they don't want to believe in god but they're looking for aliens I mean, it's absolutely nuts, but they were doing that all the way back in Genesis. Babylon was the cradle of polytheism. Before this point, everybody believed that there was only one God. Everybody believed that there was one God that created this heaven and earth. But here at Babylon, everybody got together and started coming up with their own religions. Everybody started saying, well, maybe the sun's God and maybe the moon's a God and maybe the stars are individual gods and they begin to break things down and maybe nimrod's a god and maybe his mother is a god and they begin to start all of the world religions that you and i know and see today Uh, you could trace each polytheistic religion all the way back to babylon this is where false religion and false worship came in it was this it was this reason that all through that time frame you go on and you trace it back to babylon that Egypt pops up and starts believing in the sun god and the and the Nile rivers of God and frogs are God and cats are God and they start deifying everything. And when they came up out of Egypt, when God's people came up, Amen. one of the Ten Commandments is, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or likeness of anything that's in heaven above or on earth beneath, or that which is in the water in the earth thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for I the Lord am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation God was telling them as they came out of Egypt that I am the only God there is no other and I want to set it very plain for my people. Don't make any graven images. Don't, don't make any statues. Don't make any murals or paintings, amen, that you worship. Don't craft anything. Don't carve anything out of wood that you worship. Don't begin to chisel anything out of stone that you worship. Don't begin to beat with a hammer out of metal anything that you worship. Because nothing that you made made you. He was letting them know, I'm the God that brought you up out of Egypt. But beyond that, I'm the maker of heaven and earth. There is none else. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Oh, somebody magnify that one God here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God was letting them know, I will not be second to anything. I will not have another deity. There is no other God. It was set in the very fabric all the way back in Genesis. And now he is setting it in stone. There is only one God. There is only one that's worthy of worship. And it wasn't very long that all of a sudden they began when Moses delayed his coming. As some of us have read recently, they began and said, make us gods to Aaron and Aaron began to make a golden calf can I help you here today amen it was when Moses delayed his coming that they said well now we need a new God because they had deified Moses himself can I help you here this afternoon amen It's 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 got to be something deeper than just when you're at church it's got to be something that's deeper than just when somebody's looking over your shoulder you got to have a conviction that you love God and you believe in that one God and you worship that one God uh, even when the pastor's not looking uh, when no one from the church is around uh, you're still dressed right when you're on vacation uh, can I help somebody uh, when you serve God uh, you serve God at all times uh, with all your heart uh, with all your mind uh, with all your strength oh somebody lift up your hands and magnify him hallelujah come on let's pray for just a moment there's some folks that have so many other things stacked up in their life, and God's saying, You got to get rid of idolatry. You got to get rid of all that stuff. Those silver and jewels and gold and all those things they brought up out of Egypt. They, they put them on their kids because their kids were pack mules. It wasn't jewelry. It was nothing more than a bank account. God said, I'm going to give you a bank account. And when they got into the wilderness, that which was meant to be for the tabernacle, that which was meant to be for the worship of God, they said, let's turn it into an idol. I'm going to tell somebody, money should never be an idol to anybody. If God bless you, it's so you can worship him. Hallelujah. If you got a job, you ought to give God praise because God gave you strength to get to your job. But it ain't time to worship the boss and worship the almighty dollar and almighty clock. But you got to worship God in spirit and in truth with everything that's in you. But it's here. They're now in Babylonian captivity. All because they couldn't get rid of idols. So God said, because you won't get rid of idols. I'm going to take you to the birthplace of idolatry. Because you can't stop worshiping other things, I'm going to take you to an area where they will force you to worship other things. Amen. I I got good news before this is all said and done. By the time they got out of captivity, they never went back to idolatry. Sometimes God has to let us go through some things because when it's all said and done, he removes the problem altogether. He puts the ax to the root, and that root's got to be cut out. Hallelujah. But here, Nebuchadnezzar, I don't have time to talk about all of Daniel, but Nebuchadnezzar has a dream that there was a statue of gold, a golden head, and then he was uh, shoulders of silver, and, and it goes down to bronze, and then iron, and then iron and clay. And Daniel comes forth and begins to give the interpretation of the dream. This dream was about the fact that Nebuchadnezzar was the best that, 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 that all of Babylon would ever be. That is the highest point that Babylon would ever be. And from that point forward, from that generation forward, it was going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. But once it got to the feet of iron and clay, the iron and clay that would not mix, the Bible says that Daniel saw in the vision. Uh, and the dream that the the king had uh, that there was a stone uh, that came and hit the feet of the statue uh, and that took all of the kingdoms of Babylon uh, and they came tumbling uh, all the way down. You know what the real testimony of that dream was? It wasn't about Nebuchadnezzar. It wasn't about Babylon. Amen. The Bible says that that rock, amen, is God Almighty Savior. We know him as Jesus Christ. And he broke the feet of idolatry. He broke through false worship. He broke through polytheism. He broke through paganism. And the Bible says that rock began to grow. And it was a great mountain. And there were little pieces of that mountain that went from nation to nation. What is that? That's the church. And the church is the answer to polytheism. The church is the answer to false religion. The church is the answer to idolatry. Come on, you're the answer. You can go out to every tribe, every tongue, every language, every skin tone, and let them know there's only one God. Somebody give him praise. Come on, somebody magnify him. Come on, you're just a chip off the old block. You're just like Jesus. You're going to break through idolatry. We're going to break through false worship in the name of Jesus. That was the real story behind that. But I want you to notice the mentality of Nebuchadnezzar. When it was all said and done, he thought the dream was about him being the head of gold. Because the very next chapter says he tried to change the dream. He made a statue of himself of all gold. The world just gets kind of crazy sometimes. But he made a statue of himself. And that statue was all gold. And he began to command people everywhere to worship him. To worship his statue. In other words, he was trying to fix what God had already put into motion. It's your kingdom is coming down. I want to I want to put the devil on notice. Devil, your kingdom is coming down. Devil, your kingdom's coming down in Carson City. Your kingdom's coming down on every neighborhood. Your kingdom's coming down in every language. Come on, every ethnicity is going to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, every language is going to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So devil, you can try all you want, but that statue's coming down. That idolatry's coming down. People's addictions are coming down. In the name of Jesus. But it's here that he was trying to change all of this to go, which shows something about Nebuchadnezzar. That the greatest idolatry anybody could have is self-worship. Hallelujah. We're living in a generation, the Bible says, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of them own selves, covetous. Amen. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. I want to tell you we are living in a generation that is lovers of them own selves. Lovers of pleasures. Amen. We got Facebook where it's all about me. Instagram where it's all about selfies. Snapchat. Everybody's taking pictures of themselves and putting a nice little quote there. I want to tell you that that is not Amen, something that we should be striving to be like. In the last days people are going to care about themselves care about number one whatever makes me feel happy that's what I'll do whatever gives me a little peace at night if it's just a little drink I'll drink it because it makes me feel good if I if, if I hurt other people it doesn't matter because whatever makes me feel good if I have to throw somebody else under the bus whatever makes me feel good lovers of them own selves are the type that say well I'm not going to fix my marriage because I'm not happy and I got to find me somebody else 20 years my junior. Can I help you here today? That's just self-worship. And it's just idolatry. And God's going to bring that down in Jesus' name. I wish I had somebody who would shout and give God praise. Devil, your kingdom's coming down. I want to tell you the divorce rate in America, if the church has its way, the divorce rate in America is coming down. I want to tell you that if the church has its way, abortion numbers are going down. I I want to help somebody that if the church has its way, dispensaries are going to close. If the church has its way, gambling and casinos are going down. If the church has its way, I want to help somebody, false worship up false religion they're going down and the church is going up i wish i had 30 people that would shout with their whole heart and give god praise come on for about 30 seconds give god praise the church is not getting weaker the church is growing the church is getting stronger and the devil is tumbling over In this generation, we no longer have statues. Now, there are some religions that have statues. And I don't want to offend anybody, but it's against the Bible. It's against God, the one God that created everything. Romans would talk about that the creature, amen, started started making the creature more blessed than the creator. We started making images of idols. Amen, into gold and the silver. We started saying, well, let's just worship this animal or that animal. And, and we've got a whole generation. They don't have a statue, but they do it. fine if you kill a baby eagle, but there is no fine. In fact, they'll fund it and pay for it if you want to get rid of the life of a child. I'm not here to offend anybody or hurt you. I want to tell you that there's grace and there's mercy from God, but we're living in a wicked generation that's lost their ever-loving mind where they care more about a blue whale in a tree than they do the life of a human being. They care more about what's going on in the ozone layer than what they do on terra firma. They care more about the ocean than they care about kids. I want to tell you the church doesn't think that way. I thank God for animals. If you love them, go for it. But I want to tell you it's the church's job to love people. It's the church's job to love kids. It's the church's job to love souls. Oh, I wish somebody would lift their hands and magnify God. Come on for just a moment. Let's pray. Come on, there's a world that's worshiping all other things. I want to tell you, it's, it's all about God. It's all about people. In the name of Jesus. Somebody pray for just a moment. Come on, it may not be a statue. It may no longer have, amen, something you can see, an image. But I want to tell you, it's alive and well. It's alive and well. It's alive and well. It is this Babylon. That was the birthplace of things like Molech. I'm going to help somebody. Molech, where they would take their children, they would throw them into the fire. It was child sacrifice because the parents wanted to have a little better of a crop that year. Yeah, there's people that will get rid of their kids so they can have a little more money in their bank account. I want to tell you it's not of God. Hallelujah. Amen. But what we're seeing here is we're seeing all of these things that are no longer in statue form. We no longer necessarily have a a statue that we bow to every day, but there's people that will hop on their phone and know every single stat of every NFL player, NBA player. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to preach it today. I was just in L.A. the other day, and I'm not here to offend. I pray for the Bryant family. But they have everywhere that in Kobe Bryant's name we play. And everywhere you go, it was this city exists and does this and that and the other because of your team. And And if you don't think that's worship, they're saying, no, that's your deity. I want to tell you what the God of America is outside of self. The God of America is organized sports Hollywood, where it's all fakery, it's all... Yeah, I'm going to help somebody. Because when you'll pay a quarterback $300 million to throw a piece of pigskin around, but yet there's people that are starving across the world. It's idolatry. When kids are... When kids don't have home or food and people will go and do all these other things. I want to say it's not worship. When people will pay up to $3,000 for one ticket to a game. But when it comes to church, they don't even want to tip God. I want to tell you, it's idolatry at its finest. Hallelujah. I came to preach to an apostolic church. We will not bow. We... Come on, we will not bow. I want to tell you, I didn't even know it was Super Bowl Sunday until earlier this morning because I don't follow it. I don't care about it. But I want to tell you, Apostolic Revival Center, we will not bow. Come on. There's churches that are shutting down their services to see somebody that's a fornicator and an idolater throw a ball for $300 million. But there's a church and a preacher that will not yeah let them compromise let them bow but when everybody else bells there'll be a church still standing when everybody else bells and says we'll go that way there's a church that says no we won't oh somebody lift up your hands and magnify jesus somebody magnify jesus come on Come on, if you know more stats and you know Bible scriptures, uh, I want to help you here today. you got to bring Satan's kingdom down out of your life. If you know more about what's going on in politics uh, than you do on the kingdom of God, it's time to throw it out the way. I don't care who you vote for. Just love Jesus. I wish somebody would magnify him. I wish somebody would magnify him. Yeah. I'm telling you, I know too many people. We had some people, I won't say names. Just so you all know where I stand, I'm against organized sports. You're a little old-fashioned and antiquated. That's all right, because I remember people in my home church, my pastor was against it as well. And they would sit there like a bump on a pickle every service. But the moment that an NFL game came on, they'd skip church see y'all part of the holy people you didn't skip church here today but they'd skip church and they would shout and go absolutely wild for something ridiculous that doesn't change nobody's life nor anybody's eternity that's idolatry that's idolatry and there's an apostolic church that will not bow somebody magnify him somebody magnify him We no longer have statues, but we got Netflix. At least I hope we don't. We no longer got statues, but we got Hollywood stars that have enough plastic. They might as well be a statue. We no longer have statues, but we got cell phones where you can get anything you want. No longer you got to go to a movie theater or a big screen, but it's right here on your phone where you can stream it for hour after hour after hour, but you had not prayed not one time the entire year it's not of God it's idolatry and that's why when you come to church you can't feel God because you've been feeling your other God all year long but today is the day you throw it away and say I will not bow I wish I had the church to rise up and believe it. I'm telling you, we're going to have revival. But it starts when the idols get thrown out. We're going to have revival. But it starts when we make God the only God. When we get rid of everything else. Somebody lift up your voice and let's magnify him. Come on, let's pray. Let's magnify Jesus. Come on, let's magnify Jesus. There's a war for your worship. There's a war for your attention. There's a war for your time. There's a war for your money. There's a war for your life. There's a war for your future. And I want to give my life to God. Somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, Israel, to get out of Babylon, you got to get rid of idolatry. Come on, Babylon, you're going to let my people go just like Egypt did. In the name of Jesus. Let's stand on the cross, spill and lift up our hands. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, I came to help somebody with their walk with God. God won't share space in your heart with something else. If you put other things there, he says, all right, I got the hint. If you want to shack up and have a relationship with somebody, but you don't want to get married and do the right thing, God says, okay, I'm just going to back up until you make things right. If you want to make yourself God, God says, okay, I'm going to back up and let you go ahead and take all your selfies and slide all them DMs. You go ahead and do what you want to do. I'm telling you, if you want to make other things your God, God will let you do that. But at the same time, there's a God in heaven that's saying, I want to be your God. I, I want to be your God. I, I want somebody in this generation to not bow. I wish I could tell you that all of Israel stood up. I wish I could tell you that everybody that had been living for God a long time stood up. But when that when that music began to play, Hallelujah, it wasn't Holy Ghost music. It was some other stuff. It had a different beat to it. Hallelujah. And and all of a sudden, everybody, the Bible says it was governors, counselors. Don't think your politician's a Holy Ghost-filled person. He ain't. Because that's an idol too. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me just go ahead and shout that out. Amen. I don't don't want you to deify nobody. Pray for him is what the Bible says. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah hallelujah have your opinion praise god but at the same time i know people will talk more about donald trump than they'll ever share the gospel with somebody that's lost come on can we just be real can we just set it right there's one god You're not God. I'm not God. Donald Trump ain't God. Kanye West ain't God. Kobe Bryant wasn't God. Uh, I want to tell you, his name is Jesus. Buddha's not God. Allah's not God.
1: Muhammad's not God. Jesus is God.
0: All of the leaders of the country when the music begin to play, they didn't wait. See, a lot of people come to church and wait till the fourth song. Well, we do three around here. Come on. Well, I'll just wait till I feel it. No, 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 no. Because when everybody else gets to football game, they rip their shirt off. Come on. And here, everybody hit their knees. From the greatest to the least, they begin to worship the image. And they were having a great worship service. Not a quiet person there. Hallelujah. Just in case somebody thinks worship needs to be quiet. And there, there's some people in the crowd. They don't just do this in church. They look around at the other crowds, too. Uh, they look around. And there's three young guys standing, not bending a muscle, lest they even look like they're tipping their hat. Standing at Attention and they come before King Nebuchadnezzar and he begins to look at them and, and, and he begins to ask them questions. Amen, in verse number eight, the Chaldeans accused the Jews because, because they stood up, they stood out. You sit down, you bow, you don't stand out. Our greatest witness is, I wanna help somebody, it's the difference that makes the difference. We don't need to look like everybody else we don't need to worship like everybody else somebody should be able to see that you look different that your spirit's different that your praise is different and they thought by going and tell telling to the king that it would silence these these gentlemen but when they got before the king They realized these guys are really serious about what they believe. And then the king said, oh, I see. There must have just been a misunderstanding. You probably didn't hear the beat this time. You probably didn't hear the music. So next time, because we're going to give you chance after chance after chance to bow. Let me help you. The devil will not give up or relent not one day. He will come by day by day and say, I'm going to give you another chance to bow your knee. Peer pressure will come by day by day and give you a chance to bow your knee. But these three boys said, no, oh, King, there was no misunderstanding. We heard the music. We
1: heard the praise. But we will not.
0: what the devil was doing what King Nebuchadnezzar was doing was saying hey if I can't silence their praise of Jehovah maybe I can convert their praise to my statue and when that didn't work he said I'm going to threaten you so hopefully you get so discouraged you give up let me just help somebody here today the devil's threatening you but the Bible says, amen, no weapon formed against me. Let me help some folks that don't the rest of the verse. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You better believe he's gonna formulate. You better believe he's gonna try out the game plan. But at the end of the day, it will not work. I wish I had about 30 people lose their ever-loving mind for the next 30 seconds. It will
1: not work. Somebody magnify him.
0: When that didn't work, because they were still standing, he said, bind them up and throw them in the fire. Because if I can't get rid of your worship, I'll kill the worshiper. But let me help somebody. You ain't dead yet. Hey, let's have fun here today. If you got breath in your body and you're six feet up, not six feet down, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. In fact, why don't we make our way to this altar with the muscles in
1: our legs? sound of
0: his praise be acceptable I wish I had some folks that made it up in their mind I will not bow I want to help somebody we're getting ready to praise God but everybody in this house is under one of these attacks if he can't get you to shut up if he can't get you to praise something else If he can't get you to give up, he'll try to finish you off, but it's not going to work because you're still standing. And he said, Okay, grab the greatest and mightiest of my soldiers, heat up the furnace is seven times hotter make them afraid and he told it right in front of them make them so afraid that they just quit in fear i want to tell you the bible says god has not given us a spirit of fear but of love and of power and a sound mind so if the devil's attacking you in fear just know you made it all the way to the end honey and you might as well keep your spirit right but there the Bible says, as they were throwing them in the fire, they bound them up hand and foot. So they knew these guys are going to stand no matter what we do unless we tie them down. There's some folks in this house. The devil's tied you up for too long, and the very thing he sought to use to destroy you I said the very thing the devil thought he would use to destroy you is the very thing that's going to burn the shackles off of your hands and off of your feet. And the very devils that tried to throw them in. The Bible says when they got too close, the fire was too hot for hell to handle. When they got too close, the Bible says it killed them, but not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And here's my favorite part. King Nebuchadnezzar looks down. And he says, did we not throw in three? Bound! Did we not throw in three bound? Why do I see four up and walking around in the middle of the fire? Can I help the church? The devil might have thrown you in the fire but when you get in there use that as an opportunity to break free. Use that as an opportunity to break loose because when he threw you in the fire your God went with you. When you went to the fire your God said don't worry. I'll be with you in the fire it will not burn you. I'll be with you in the flood you will not drown. I'll be with you in the earthquake and the ground will not move under your feet. When God is with you nothing shall hurt you. We will not bow somebody lift up your hands and begin to pray apostolic revival center make it up in your mind we will not bow we will not bend the knee we will serve god and god alone would you lift up your voice and pray come on somebody magnify him come on church in the name of jesus In the name of Jesus, we will not bow to professional sports. We will not bow to Hollywood. We will not bow to Netflix. We will not bow to Hulu. We will not bow to Instagram and Facebook. We will not bow to politics. We will not bow to sin. We will not bow to immorality. We will not bow to compromise. We will not bow to complacency. We will not bow to comfort. No matter what, we will not bow.
1: I wish somebody would begin to magnify God with your best praise. Holy, Hallelujah! This is what we've come to do: tear down strongholds, break the chains, Find the devil in Jesus' name. Tonight we've got a right to shake the ground. We should begin way. to lift up your voice and magnify Jesus. Holy. Devil, Hallelujah. you won't get my praise. This is what Devil, you don't have my choice. You soul, can't hold, hold my Shame, find the devil in Jesus' name. Tonight we gotta fight. Shake the foundation with prayer.
0: Somebody going to dance. Praise Devil, you see this dance? That means, bowing, huh? see that, means see this that means I'm not bowing. You see these convictions? That means I'm not bowing. You
1: see this worship? That means I'm not bowing. Take the foundation with praise. Come on and praise Him. The Lord is worthy. The Lord is worthy. Yes, He God is we hand tonight. We've got a right to shake the save foundation with rain. glory. Hallelujah. This is what we've come to do. Tear down strongholds, break the chain. Find the devil in Jesus' name. Tonight, we've got a right to shake the foundation. The money, one that was and is is to come. Come on, the only you one gotta God, right, God, the only right, one so got right, to i i got to play i got i i got a play. i got I've got to play i got i got to i i got i, I got you come come the to the you might as well down. let loose and send your We've best praise come, come on this praise that belong to a rock star. star Come, come to south. Hollywood yeah. come Lord is worthy, God is worthy.